Yo, 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 what's happening? It's another episode of Two Tones. It's me, your host, Tony Timberlake 3. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And my co-host is here. What's happening? King. What's good, everybody? What's good, King? It's your boy, Tony Lee, T-O-N-Y-L-W underscore. Only find me on Twitter. Um, I'm a bit disgruntled because of the Panthers loss yesterday. But I'm good, man. I'm here. Um, yeah, I'm ready man. to get the show started. <laughs> hey, what's I'm, up, yo? I'm disgruntled, too, man. Um... Well, I ain't even really disgruntled. I'm just disappointed for Cam's sake, and I know he's yeah. going. I know he's heard it all day about backing off of that fumble. What would you have done? I would have dove for it. Like it's you got to die for the fumble. Like it's the Super Bowls on the line, and, he, and mm-hmm. with that recovery, he would have still had a chance, man. Okay, we just jumped into it. If y'all ain't y'all know by now the Super Bowls yesterday, so we just jumped into it. We don't got to introduce that. But back to that. Listen. He, he should have jumped on the ball. Being a leader, he is. Like, he said he don't know. He threw his hands up and said, I don't know why I ain't do it. What do you mean you don't know? This is the Super Bowl. This is your, for some people, once in a lifetime shot, I would have dove on the ball. I mean, and, no, I, no, I agree with you. But I'm, I'm saying, in terms of him saying that he doesn't know why he didn't jump on it. Yeah, If he you know. said why he didn't jump on it, he'd get crucified. Either way, right? Whatever, no matter right. what his answer would have been, he'd have got eaten alive. So, the I don't know was a cop out answer, but he still got eaten alive. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are saying, well, since he was a showman, you know, showmanship, whatever, and dabbing and all that, you should have took the blame and accepted your loss as a man on the podium because he did walk off at one point. Which I, you know, I'm up in arms, but I really don't care to be honest. But my thing is, you're gonna be the man and be in everybody's faces when you win. When you lose, don't be a sore loser. Just stand up there and say, I lost the game. They played better. Don't be walking off and all that. Like He did, though. He talked for. No, he did to a certain extent. He walked off another interview. Like, I can't do this no more. I, yeah, I, that I was guess the same interview. <laughs> they asked him three times. They was like, well, after everything that you studied on film, did they do anything different? He's like, no, they did what we expected. They just executed better. They played better. They beat us. Then they're like, okay, yeah. well, um, was Von Miller more special than you thought he was on tape? He's like, no, I knew he was special. Like, it was just the the line of yeah. questioning was meant to frustrate him, just exactly. like it did exactly. before the Super Bowl. You could tell he was frustrated. Yeah. They're like, why do you wear socks with flip flops? I mean, what kind yeah, of question like, is what? that? I mean, he was angry. He lost the Super Bowl. He was mad. If Absolutely. he was in the shoes, we'll be mad too. I mean, I get it. And I would he be mad, to be too, if my offensive line let me get smacked like Cam exactly. did. Exactly. That was the thing. Okay, defense was helping both teams. Defense was the MVP of both teams, right? Mm-hmm. Carolina's defense held Peyton and them down. And obviously, Denver's defense, which was incredible, stopped Carolina. But offensively, Carolina didn't do much. Cam tried to do stuff. Like, that all line was trash, right? But then yeah. Denver wasn't doing much because Carolina kind of helped them to a certain extent. But the defense was the start of the game for both teams. And obviously, Denver's defense was so great that, I mean, Vaughn and Ware and all them, even Tlaib acting all stupid, but, like, they, yo, they held their own. That was an incredible performance. I did not see that coming. I knew the defense was going to be great, but I did not think Cameron was going to get shut down to that point, man. Maybe yo, they froze Tlaib, up. Maybe Tlaib is funny, too. Him yeah, and uh, TJ uh, Ward did an interview after the game, and he's like, you know, Cam probably crying. We shut them down. And I'm like, dude, you gave up, like, the biggest catches to the Panther receivers when they actually acted like they could catch. And you had, yeah, like, mad penalties. You didn't play that well. You just got bailed out by the rest of your defense yeah. being awesome. Yeah, man. And Von Miller got the MVP. He deserved it. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, Panthers ain't played the greatest game as the Broncos. That's why the Broncos won, the better team. Mm-hmm. I guess White Privilege won. Um, I can't. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but um, the Black Panthers, we was going for the whole black, you know, Beyonce dropped the vid, and that brings us to our next segment, but we're going to talk about it in a second, but we was going for the whole Black Panther, Panthers, you know, Huey Newton's birthday, you know, the anniversary, a lot of stuff. You mean that the Facebook quote, deep quote. posts about Cam and Huey Newton? Yeah, I don't, like, I'm not, I never made that similarity. I, that's kind of <laughs> outrageous. I get it, but come on. Like, that's a whole different dynamic, right? Yeah. But I get it, and it would have topped it off, but he lost, and he got the Jordan crying face. Um, Everywhere. And it, it is... Yeah, it is what it is, and um, that happened. And um, yeah, man. So we wanted Cam to win. They'll be back soon, man. Maybe not next year, but they'll be back soon. Keep the great team, great we'll chemistry. See, man. Um, so yeah, NFL is crazy, man. Peyton got his last one. He's gonna ride off to the sunset, even yeah. though the defense, Yo, the defense Eli was carried so him to the blown, ring. Though. 
Oh man, you say <laughs> Eli you say, was like, "Yo, Giants organization, I need another ring. We can't. I can't go back home tied with Peyton. Peyton's already the yeah. I would have been hot too. Thank Thanksgiving, they even now. Like he had the one up before. Like now they even. And yeah, I don't man. know, man. But um, I'd have been hot too, man. But that Super Bowl, man. A lot of people, Beyonce getting flat from your favorite maid, uh, Juliana, uh, man. They saying. <laughs> they're saying well first first of all the Super Bowl performance was it was Beyonce featuring Coldplay and Bruno Mars but it was actually Coldplay <laughs> technically featuring Beyonce and Bruno Mars but Beyonce just took it over she did her uh, recent um, track uh, Formation which dropped like the day before the Super Bowl dope video it's a, a unapologetic, unapologetically uh, black and um, yeah man it's just a lot of stuff she talks about and she delves into as a black woman and um, she actually, she's actually attacking police brutality not police itself, right? Mm-hmm. But, of course, Mayor Giuliani and a, a lot of other clear people, they got on their fits and tantrums <laughs> and did all this and did all that, and now it's a big thing. Whereas Beyonce is just collecting this money, not even caring. She's going on a world tour. She announced a world tour. Um, but, you know, what, what's your thoughts on that, man? Like, the whole the controversy around her performance and her song and everything else. You said, where do I stand on it? Exactly, yeah. Ain't nothing to be controversial about. I mean... Yeah, like, it's not at all. Is it wrong to say, I like that I'm black? I like the skin that I was born in? I like hot sauce in my bag? Like, <laughs> it's wrong? Like, I like my nostrils, Jackson 5, even though she got a nose job. That's neither here nor there. But... Yo, shout out like, to Red Lobster, too. Oh, <laughs> Yo, I, I haven't been at Red Lobster in a while. Maybe that explains it. But still, like, shout out to Red Lobster. Um... Their biscuits are still top two all time. Like they have the best biscuits ever. I haven't been there in a minute, but yeah, you know, um, good memories their biscuits of them Cheddar Bay biscuits, man. Oh man, and they they distant, came all late with the tweet. Memories they now, was, but good memories. Yeah, man. They they was hella late with the tweet. They tweeted like two days a day later, like <laughs> Bay biscuits. I'm like, come on, man. You missed the mark. You missed the opportunity. Um, Beyonce definitely uh, the shot brought clock people went back off there. Already. You can't shoot your shot no more, Red Lobster. Yeah, like. But Beyonce helped them out, man. People are going to Red Lobster now because of Beyonce, quote-unquote, as if they weren't going before. But actually, they're probably running into numbers now. And maybe women... And it helped us guys out around Valentine's Day, man. We can go to Red Lobsters now be cheap. Yeah. Don't got to do nothing special. It's hilarious, so, though. I seen some dudes was like, yo, Beyonce set us up. She got our girls taking us to Red Lobster, but we got to buy them Beyonce tickets now. Word. And them tickets are like minimum $150, Minimum, like $100. Like... Yeah, so she's going on a world tour. She announced that during the Super Bowl. But um, to sum it all up, uh, Carolina lost. Ho- not horribly, but uh, it wasn't a blowout, but it looked bad, man. And, yeah, um, it was a Denver ugly played game, better ball. period. Yeah, Denver played better ball defensively, primarily. Um, Beyonce killed the Super Bowl. Bruno did his thing. Coldplay, they did their little CCM vibe. They did a little Hillsong. <laughs> Hillsong is a ripoff of them anyway. But they're like the secular Hillsong. Um, Shot the Coldplay. And the commercials are trash this year, though. Like, I, I haven't seen Yo, a commercial that was really... Shout out to T-Mobile, though, with their commercials. Oh, yeah. T-Mobile was the only one that really put in work. They had Steve. They had Drake. Yeah, man. They had something else. Um, Outside of that, I'm like, the commercials really suck this year. I was around Wings and Angry Orchard and Mike Tarr Lemonade enjoying myself, you know, talking <laughs> crazy. But um, commercials ain't exciting, man. But um, that happened. NFL season is over. Cam got the MVP, so shout out to him for that. But uh, man, he he'll be back soon, man. Hopefully, and um, he's inexperienced. The Super Bowl, hopefully, you know, taught him a couple of things and gave him a new perspective on his play. And we'll see, man. Shout out to Peyton. Yeah, man. Shout yeah. out to Mayor Giuliani, man. Tone it down, man. He, he's talking crazy, man. He, he's talking crazy. But um, yeah, man. That was that, man. All so. right. So it's it's about that time that we get into the meat and the main idea of this episode. Um, yeah, man. Last week we we announced that we would be um doing a show about our natural hair goddesses as we lovingly refer to our sisters as um NHGs. Yeah, shout out to the NHGs. Um mm-hmm. and so we had, we we tweeted out and asked for you guys to share your stories with us so that we could share them with our listeners and some of you responded. So we're going to read through a few of these, but also we have a guest. Uh, Let's go. My personal <laughs> NHG. Yeah. Miss Janique Timberlake, what's going on? What's going on? What's up? What's up, world? <laughs> so what's up to the Two Tones family? What's happening? 
Janique right. in the building. So, um, yeah, we're going to start off with these emails, right? That, that's what we're doing? Emails first or you talking first? Yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah, let's... Uh, yeah, let's do the emails. Um, so what we did is basically we got on the timeline and said, you know what, all you natural hair sisters out there, tweet us your response and uh, tweet us your, you know, your experience obviously with natural hair past and present and let us know, man. We're gonna share it on the show with our perspectives as black men because I think it's something in our community natural hair is somewhat shunned upon, you know, especially certain texture. You know, I don't think there's much textural uh, appreciation and diversity, right, when it comes to natural hair, especially from black men looking at sisters. So. We said, you know, on the timeline, give us your opinion, give us your experience. Women, I'm glad a lot of you men have hit us up because that would have been a different type of story. But, um, yeah, man, so we're here. I'm going to share the first email. We're going to go back and forth with these. All right, Tom? Definitely. Let's go. All right, the first one is from Lene from the timeline. At her, She changed her name up. Um, <laughs> uh, S-A-U-V-I-G-N-O-N-N-O-I-R-E. I think that's some type of wine. Um. <laughs> Metaphor for brown, smooth, I don't know. <laughs> but this is from Lene, my natural experience. Um, my natural experience growing up scarred me. I grew up being teased about my hair and having other kids wonder why my hair wasn't nice. Quote, unquote, nice and long like theirs. I had kinky, coily hair and due to shrinkage, it was shorter. Due to the teasing, I felt as though my hair was bad and became I became ashamed of it. When I was about six years old, I tried to cover it up with scarves. And when I went out to play... I was embarrassed when a boy put it off of my head to laugh at me, at my short hair and its texture. Moments like these were traumatizing for me, but it would probably seem funny to most. I grew up in a Hispanic community, which didn't help because no one looked like me. There were no one in my class that even looked like me, and even if they did, it probably felt like an outcast too. So as I grew up and continued on through high school, I started to use protective styles to simply hide my hair. But even those protective styles made those around me look at me funny since they knew what my hair was really like. I would get all sorts of questions about my natural hair, but I was never taught or told what shrinkage was, why it had a certain texture, etc. I was raised by my grandparents, and my, my grandmother always put a perm in my hair as well as her own. And it seemed like natural hair was something she embraced herself. I had an aunt who always told me as a teenager to go natural, but she never explained to me what it really meant and why should I. It took some time before I started to transition from perm to natural. Now I see a bunch of black women embracing their hair, and it inspires me. All of their hair types are beautiful, although some are praised more than others. And that makes me proud of my hair. I'm also proud to say that now I have friends who are natural, and in their confidence, inspires me more than words can say. I currently use protective styles to help my hair rather than hide it. And I'm waiting for the day where my insecurities will fade away one by one. I still have my days where I try not to view my hair as bad or shame to show others when my hair is out. There was a time recently, however, when I looked in the mirror at my hair and smiled. It was a big smile. I smiled and told myself I love my hair. I was honestly hesitant to send this email at first, seeing that I'd never been publicly with my natural hair out. So it made me wonder if I can even consider myself a quote-unquote NHG. I wonder if I could possibly say that without side eyes for women who would wear their hair out daily when I don't. But personally, I can care less. I may be a certain, at a certain stage in life where I'm learning to heal from those traumatized moments, and that's okay. And if protective styles will help my hair until it gets to a place I'm comfortable with wearing it out, then so be it. I'm no different than any of the other women. I'm a proud NHG, and my journey through this experience freely at my own pace. Thanks for giving women like me a platform to share experience. It's very appreciated. Um... That was Lene Jenkins, um, a very dope perspective on natural hair. Um, she also has a, she had a blog she just recently wrote called Natural Hair is uh, Unattractive. And it's at her blog site, LeneJ.com, L-E-N-A-E-J.com. Uh, that's her blog site. You can learn more about the story. But I think that's a dope perspective to have. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I think someone brought it up at one point, like, would I still be considered natural if I wore protective styles at times, even period in public, even though I wear my natural hair freely in my own personal space, right? Because sometimes it's not as easy for everyone else and everyone works at their own pace, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that perspective, and I think that's a lot of things when she said she grew up around Hispanics and, and whites, you know, whatever the sort is, as a black woman or as a person with different hair textures, that can be kind of, you know, uh, intimidating. You know, you can look at yourself like, I don't love myself because I'm comparing myself to this and that. You know, and I'm getting teased for it. And that can be a traumatizing experience, as she said, you know. And I think, thankfully, she grew out of that. And she learned to grow her hair and love herself. But um, I think a lot of people deal with that. And 
the protective style. I mean, that's a lot of things women do in the community now. Um, but you could chime in on it, uh, Janique and Tony, about this email in particular, and we'll go on to the next one. Yeah, um, I think that's a very powerful story. Um, and exactly what you actually just said, I think that, um, you know, whatever your environment is and what you're used to seeing um, on an everyday basis, uh, and especially um, if that is the group of people um, that's gaining the attention and you're not, or your attention that you are gaining is negative, then you're going to connect that with this is true beauty versus, you know, myself being whatever mm -hmm. I have and whatever I am born with um, and what I have to offer to this world, this, which is my very own God-given <laughs> um, uh, hair, skin mm -hmm. color, all those sorts of things. Um, I think that, um, that, 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 it's, that you're very accurate on that as far as like that it, it, you become... You, it's self-hatred at the end of the day um, that exactly. you really experience. Um, and so, and I do love the fact that uh, something that Lene was talking about in her email about, you know, just this is where I am right now. Um, I think that that's also not a conversation. We see a lot of videos. We see a lot of tutorials um, in the natural hair community. Uh, and a lot of it looks like it's made easy. But... Um, I know just for myself, I was uh, speaking to my husband about this and, you know, I have three different hair textures, you know, <laughs> on this head mm -hmm. of mine. So again, what may come easy or what may even appear to be easy uh, to some, um, it's it's not an easy journey, period. Um, you, you even have a uh, corporate America. But before I get too deep in that, <laughs> uh, it's a lot of things that I can say, but I'll wait for my turn. But um, yeah, a okay. dope uh, and, and powerful email and definitely appreciate the experience and uh, nice, nice. transparency. Yeah, we yeah, we definitely appreciate the uh, email, Lene. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate definitely. all of you sending these. We really appreciate it. Um, Tone, you want to touch on the next one? Yeah, all right. So this email is from Kayla Lee. Um, sorry, but I don't remember your handle off rip, but we'll tag you. Um, so I hear it yeah. goes, hey, hi, I'm going to try to keep this short. And thanks to both of you for speaking on this topic. Much love. As a mixed girl growing up in predominantly white small town Ohio, I didn't encounter a lot of love for curls. My mom didn't know how to do my hair. So when I was young, I got relaxers from my fine 3C curls until I was 20 years old. I always wanted the shiny, straight, seemingly way more manageable hair of the girls around me than my own. Why? Media? Social influence? Stigmas? Stereotypes? Who knows? Probably all of those things. I, used to, I also used to get micro braids, and when I moved schools in fifth grade, the students had to describe the new students, one of which was me. And all they had to describe me with was that my I was brown and I had fake braids in my hair. Being extremely introverted, I didn't like to draw attention to myself. So again, I was kind of taught to feel shame about my hair since it was different from everyone else around me. Fast forward 10 years, at 20 years old, I learned that my hair could still be straightened without relaxers. This was great news to me because I'm all about streamlining procedures to produce excellence efficiently. Something in me wanted to embrace my natural beauty, so I played with letting it be curly every so often. A few months later, I realized I needed a trim at like 3 a.m. and decided to cut my own hair. With not really knowing what I was doing, each side became more and more uneven until I realized it would be best to chop it, just chop it off down to an inch since my transitioning hair looked silly to me anyways with the curly roots and the less curly ends. And I believed that I would look good no matter the length of my hair, which I found to be true. I stopped constantly straightening my hair in 2013, which has become an amazing journey of learning to love my curls, nurture my curls as they deserve, and influencing other curly-haired ladies to love their natural curls. I'm still figuring out what products and protective styles work best for my curls, but I'm closer than I have ever been, and I love it. Yeah, man. Dope. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a powerful... I think that kind of relates to the prior um, email also. 
Uh, and it, I think it's a different perspective in which, like, she says she was a mixed girl growing up in a predominantly white small town. Um, that's a major difference also, you know, being mixed and, you know, with braids in your hair and you around the opposite, as well, and they were speaking in the prior email, it's like, wow. And you grow up, as Janique was saying, with these stigmas and societal, societal standards, and it's like, this is right, this is right. And you hear, like, yo, this isn't right. And I think it was it took a lot of courage for her to chop her hair as she did and, and, and to say, you know what, I'm going to chop it off, I'm going to do this because I choose to do this and I love myself and to trim my hair. It took a lot for that, you know. And um, I'm glad she actually grew up into that courage and decided to do that because a lot of times in the community... That could break someone down, you know. And um, I think that's a really dope perspective, man. Um, Janique and Tony, you want to touch more on that? Yeah, I had, um, yeah, the, the big chop, as we call it in the the natural hair community, the BC. <laughs> yeah, the big uh, chop. <laughs> the, right, the, the, the big chop. Um, I actually uh, did that myself. Um Mm. I just decided uh, I'm just going to do a big chop. I think a, a part of me decided it, decided, excuse me, to do that um, just because I was just, I just wanted, I wanted to, I don't know. It was, and it was a thing. So I just was like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I don't care. I don't got no man. <laughs> if it don't come Word. out good, then, oh, well, I got to deal with it. I have to look at myself and deal with it. But I think um, the, one of the greatest things that uh came out of it prior to me um you know wearing like wigs and hair pieces and all those sorts of things um it really really allowed me to define what true beauty was um mm -hmm. i i really was able to see that a, a lot of even just wearing the wigs and, and the hair pieces was really me right. just hiding my true self it was a mask um and just really saying that there was parts of me that I did not accept, parts of me that I didn't like. And, and a part of that was my hair. Um, and so I know that I was just like, oh, uh, what can I do to, you know, dress this up? And again, becoming, I would call it a product junkie, because I was like, every weekend I was in somebody's store um, trying right. to, to, mm -hmm. to figure out what this is and how do I do it and it was crazy. So, um, but again, it really just allowed me to, um, it was liberating. And so I was, you know, um, at that time, um, I enjoyed the experience, but, but best believe because I did do it in like an October, uh, when it came to those cold seasons, <laughs> I was yeah. like, man, <laughs> my head is cold. Um, <laughs> true word <laughs> but um but no uh again it just just pretty much just again it was it was a liberating experience and it just allowed me to really see um an opportunity for me to see like what i am and who i truly am without the accessory again of like wigs pieces weaves all that sorts of things so yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's really dope man tony you want to touch on that or we want to go to the next one we can move on. You, we can go to the next one. You got it. Dope, dope. Um, the next one is from Ife at Hefzeba. I'm going to spell it for y'all because it's kind of uh, difficult. H-E-F-Z-E-E-E-B-A. She claimed it was biblical at one point. So Hefzeba from Ife. Shout out to Ife. Um, here. No, she did. She, she, remember last email show? She said it was biblical. I'm going to just go with that. Um, all right, so here it is. <laughs> It is very important for black women who have yet to go natural to understand that natural hair is not a trend. It is your natural hair. If one is going natural simply because it's cute, don't. You ain't ready. There's a lot of work and a lot of time, a lot of research even. If you're like me, there will be days you might want to shave it all off out of frustration and impatience. I've received criticism from black folk and stares from white folk. Our hair is just something not well grasped by others, even ourselves. You'd be surprised about how little black people know about their hair. But all in all, I've definitely learned to love myself and be confident in that aspect. I've learned a lot about my hair. More importantly, I've developed patience. Keeping up our natural hair takes a lot of patience. I can honestly say that black hair in its natural state is glorious. I usually do twist outs and pull them back when I'm lazy, which is all of the time. I have my hair wrapped up in a turban. Um, isn't there more to this? Did you say what? 
Okay, okay. All in all. Yeah. So, yeah, this is Ife. Um, I like how she touched on the aspect as how we also, as we can become so conditioned, right, as black people, that when we as black people start to love ourselves naturally, not even just with the hair, but deeper beyond that with our features and everything, as she was touching on, like, but back to her hair point, we can be so conditioned that we look down on other black people loving themselves and accepting their natural state when it comes to hair and things of the sort, right? And, you know, it just doesn't come from the opposite or other race races, you know what I mean? It comes from us as well. And um, mm-hmm. and it, I think it's dope because my ex-girlfriend, she told me when she used to wash her hair and do all that, it takes a lot of patience. So what Ife is saying, like, yo, it really takes patience. And not just, like, the physical standpoint, but patience in the growing. Like uh, Janique just said, the big chop. It takes patience, you know, waiting to get to that state you wanted. Um, the hair wash process, like all of that. So what Ife is saying, I've heard that from actual natural women as well. So I think that's a dope, definitely a dope uh, perspective to look at. Because sometimes we ourselves, we look at the next black person going natural as if they're doing something wrong. Like it's looked down upon, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm loving myself. Not saying you're not loving yourself if you're not natural, but you know what I mean. Like, it's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm just authentically being me right so i think that's a dope perspective uh ife touched yeah, on and you know that harkens back to that self-hate that we talked about a little earlier and not yeah. so much from the person who is going natural but when you get those looks from your family members friends random black people mm-hmm. on the street they see you doing your natural thing and they like oh no like uh-uh that's, right. not, that's not acceptable right. Because we've been conditioned to believe that it's not acceptable. Right. They've been get selling us lie and perms and all that stuff, yeah. man. Um, yeah. I, so it's crazy. I, I've had men tell me, oh, it just look, even like jobs, whatever. It just look unkempt. It's look, it look ghetto. It look like uncontrolled. Just perm that or wrap it up. I've had women that come with natural, uh, naturals, with afros, <laughs> with naturals, with a, a keep. Afros, naturals, afros, whatever. Like when they come with those, a lot. I have men, person that I know, say, "Oh, that looks ghetto. It doesn't look right, man. Just get tie that up, man. It just looks sloppy. It doesn't look right. It looks mm-hmm. nappy." I'm like, "It's our natural state." Like, and I hate when people say natural hair isn't for everyone. Natural hair is for everyone. How are you gonna tell somebody something that was born for, born with, isn't for them, right? Like hair maintenance might not be for everyone because that takes a lot. <laughs> everyone might be. No, seriously, hair <laughs> hair maintenance isn't for everyone because everybody might not be able to keep up their hair to a certain extent. Everybody can't maintenance the same, right? But mm-hmm. natural hair is for everyone. That's your natural state. That's what you're born with. That's like saying your natural nose isn't for you, or you're, like yeah. that's crazy, right? So, uh, um, Janet, you want to touch on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much. I think that uh, yeah, a natural hair is is definitely uh, for everyone. I you know, do also support though, you know, people being able to do uh what they please uh with their hair. Um now I will say that I am totally against um perms just because okay. of the uh just the damage that it essentially does. The thing about it is on the outside right you get the desired look so whether that's for very very straight whatever you're trying to accomplish but it's well you know you have a lot of um unfortunately uh, women that are going through a lot of disorders such as perms messing with the reproduction system um because of it mm-hmm. so you know I, I won't be one to stand with that but you have definitely a lot of natural systems out here where you could totally get a perm look if you want it, you know what I'm saying? Um, with your natural hair instead of you, instead of putting leave in. Um, so, you know, definitely. I mean, I, I agree that natural hair is for everybody. Um, but to each his own, you want straight hair. Right. Great. You want to embrace your curly, kinky, curly. Great. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not shunning anything. It's just shedding light on a certain area, you know, that we choose, you know, should be uplifted more. Um, so, yeah, man. Next email, uh, Tone. Yep. This email is from our sister Erica, our number one live tweeter and uh, member <laughs> of the starting one. five. I don't remember. If she, is she Steph Curry of our starting five? Yeah, she's she the point guard. She's definitely the point guard. All right. Yeah. So, you can follow her at Bleesus Christ. Uh, B-L-E-E-S-U-S-C-R-I-C-E, right? Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Yeah, she's a nut. Um, two Tones, what's good? 
I thought about saying Dear Two Tones, but it sounded like a Dear Abby letter. So this is Erica. I wanted to give you two perspectives. One from me being an NHG and one from being the mother of two NHP, natural hair princesses. Shout out. I, I like hold that. up. How'd she get the, like how she get the slang? I ain't even put that out there yet. Did I? Did I say that last yeah, episode? Come on. I don't know. All right. I like that. That's dope. So, you steal that, but go ahead. Perspective number one. I have been natural for about five years now. I love it. I love the versatility of my hair in its in this natural state. It is much more healthier than when it was relaxed. And probably most of all, I don't have to spend a ton of money every week to two weeks at the hair salon. I do think that it is important to love yourself and be unapologetically black. And rocking your natural hair is definitely an avenue to do that. However, that is not why I chose to go natural. I went natural because I'm a free spirit, as you can probably tell via Twitter, LOL. And I like to change my look up. <laughs> One year, it was blue hair. Then weaved down to my butt. Then a low fade. And after the fade, <laughs> I figured, let me try natural. The issue. When I tell people that story and they see it as it isn't as pro-black as many are, I feel like I'm not as accepted by the natural hair community. When asked, I say yes, I go back to a relaxer. And that never goes well. Shaking my head. I love my hair in its natural state. However, I am placed in the category of someone who thinks that it is a hairstyle and not a lifestyle among the group. I think that that division is unnecessary. So why am I still natural since I like to switch things up? Well, perspective number two. I am the mommy of two beautiful little girls. The oldest is six and the youngest is two. They have very different textures of hair. The oldest has tighter curls, viewed as kinky, and the youngest has looser curls that people often acknowledge as good hair, quote-unquote. My oldest, because of her, her curl pattern, is very self-conscious. She wants the long hair like her friends, predominantly white school, or the soft hair like her sister. When she's older, she'll realize that her hair is very long, but shrinks. I'm still natural to show her that her hair is beautiful, and it doesn't have to be straight for that to happen. She's definitely coming around, and I want to be that example for her. Now, I don't know what you all are looking for <laughs> regarding the show, so here are some shorts <laughs> in case the novel above is not what you want. I feel fierce with my natural hair. It definitely saves me money once you figured out what works for your hair. There is too much divide within the NH community regarding why someone decided to take the journey. Just be happy that they're on it, and yeah, we're going to edit that. <laughs> Four, hashtag all curl patterns matter. Holla. You're, you shouldn't be made to feel less beautiful because your texture is less loose than anyone's. Number five, True. old people crazy as hell. They will never understand why we go natural, and it is mostly because of the conditioning on beauty that they've had growing up. So ignore them when they say, when you going to perm that nappy-ish at Thanksgiving. I think that's it for now at least, and thanks for thinking of us. Shout out to Erica, man. <laughs> Shout out to her number one. Guard. She does she Steph Curry. Um, I loved her letter. Um, the primary reason why I love this, right? It's because of the representation for her daughters. Mm -hmm. Um, she said the second reason why she's going natural is to show her daughters, teach them about self-love and I love their own natural hair. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big step, right? Because representation definitely matters. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to act like it doesn't. Um, I think that's a big step, and that and she's been a prime example. Excuse me, for our daughters growing up to see, all right, I should love my hair. Mommy has this type of hair. I want to be like mommy. Mommy's embracing. I'm going to embrace it, right? And that says a lot because kids, they realize they watch a lot and they watch you, right? So I, mm. I think that says a lot. Um, so that's the biggest thing I got out of this. And also the perspective when she said um, she might go perm if she chooses to. She might go back. How is son? You know, because as me and Janique were saying recently, it's to each his own, right? Ultimately, mm. like you want to do that, do that, you know, but um. I think she is right. Sometimes there's a division, like, and I think I like what she said. Just be glad for the fact they're there. You know, they're natural at the point. Because some people are like, how you get here? Why you here? What's that? Yeah. But some people are just, let's just appreciate the journey at I the mean, moment. At, at that point, once somebody's natural, no matter how they got to that point, if you natural, why aren't you encouraging? Exactly. It doesn't really exactly. matter why they started the journey. They on it. Help them stay on it. If that's how yeah. you feel. The, Exactly. That, that, that was I love the both perspectives, man. Especially the five Yo, points at the end. Them bullet points was hilarious, though. <laughs> Old people. <laughs> Shout out to the uh, the two tones. Number one supply. Like you already know, man. Um, Janique, you want to touch on that a bit, or you want to go to the next one? 
We can go ahead to the next one. Okay. All right, last one by Sister Re Revamp on Twitter. R-I-E-V-A-M-P-E-D. Um, here it is. Greetings, brothers. I'm actually glad you guys are going to have a natural segment. I've been natural for about five years now, and I love it. My hair has never been healthier and vibrant than it is now. Like many black girls can relate, I was introduced to the creamy crack or perms or relaxers probably at about seven or eight. It seemed to be a rite of passage for me, transitioning from childhood to adolescence and wanting straight long hair like the girls on the Just With Me boxes and straight hair was what I had. It sounds silly, but my mama prayed for my sisters and I to have healthy hair. And while we did have hair past our shoulders, it came at a cost. I developed eczema and a scalp version called... I'm just going to skip that. Um, der, yeah. <laughs> dermatitis. Yeah, yeah. Y'all can Google that if you want. I, I, yeah. But basically, it's like asthma of the skin. Eczema causes crack, crack, irritable, and itchy skin. Now imagine eczema on your scalp. And imagine having a lie equivalent put in your hair to straighten it. Needless to say, the pain was excruciating. As I became older, I would suffer through it because I wanted straight hair. My senior hair, my senior year was the last time I had long hair. And I would say I began a process of going natural. Um, I cut my hair, although I was getting relaxers. It wasn't until 2011 when I decided that there's got to be a better way for me to have healthy hair. I had a young lady I grew up with who, who was natural tell me about it. And the same summer, I did the BC, a.k.a. the Big Chop. I love being natural. I feel fierce. I love the way the Lord created me and fashioned me down to my natural hair texture. And did I mention I love my curls? I love that I don't have to worry about heat damage and harmful chemicals. And especially, I love the versatility. I had so many natural styles, although I prefer it short. I think that anyone can become natural. You just have to have the patience and learn your hair. I will add that I hate when people touch my hair, <laughs> especially when they don't ask. <laughs> you will catch a fade. <laughs> Listen, black girls hate that. It's like you're a petting zoo. I'm getting shame for that in there. I just, put I that just in remember there. when but, uh, Shell Sonnen from UFC asked Sage Steele on ESPN if he could feel her hair and she let him. Man, listen. Um, <laughs> listen, black girls, they don't like that. It's like, come on. But back to the letter. Um, why don't you wax? You'll catch a fade. And sheer ignorance of white folk, lol. They'll say things like, how do you get your hair like that, etc. On the flip, the stigma of natural hair in our black community bothers me as well. Why does 4C hair have to be nappy? Or asinine questions such as, why do you cut your hair? I like when your hair was straight. You should straighten it. But I digress. I'm a naturalista who celebrates her hair and other NHGs. But I'm not a natural hotep. If you want protective styles, weaves, braids, lace fronts, rock them. They naturally promote growth. And if you're actually keeping up with your hair maintenance, they'll help. The same for relaxers to each his own. I just know what works best for me. Best, re, a.k.a. Dr. J. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> Dr. J. Okay, Ree. No, but, um. There's only one Dr. J we, talk- we acknowledge. Yeah, we only one Dr. J we acknowledge. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, I love what she said at the beginning because we did talk about the big chop and, um, how she was, you know, her, her mother and she permed the hair. And I can tell that pain was probably excruciating when she ex- described. She had the condition already. Plus the creamy crack on top of that. Man, like. So I can tell it's growing up, you know, as mother, even my uh, sisters, you know, your mother's, well, she didn't really do my sisters as much, but I see a lot of parents perming and straightening their daughter's hair, even to about pff, teen ages, you know, then it kind of affects your hair as me and Janique was talking about earlier, but I'm um, reading the big chop. She did the BC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the part where she says, you know, white folk or just people come up her hair, touching it and wanting to pet it. And like, it's, you're not a petting zoo. Black women aren't a petting zoo. Right. And I know they hate that. Right. So, um, <laughs> That that says a lot also. Like you said what? No, I just laughed. That's a new hashtag though. Black women on a petting zoo. We got it. Yeah. True, like cause Reed would hand out fades, man. I believe it, man. Don't don't sleep on her. She got a couple sisters too. They'll they'll get at you. But um, yeah, man. I and also again, like the prior email, she said, listen, to each his own. You may do protective styles with braids, you may do wigs, you may do this. To each his own, right? She's not a natural whole tip, you mm-hmm. know, but she <laughs> she admitted that and she gave her perspective. So I appreciate the big chop. And the conditions she was talking about and how she had to learn to love that. And she had a friend. And it's also important to have friends like that to encourage you to do things like that. Because a friend could have easily said, keep your hair straight. And she probably been still straight to this day. You know, a friend's influence says a lot. But I ain't going to preach today. Um, but yeah, man. Any thoughts on that before we move on to uh, the final uh, perspective? Yeah, we're just going to go ahead right into it. All right. Well, time for Sister Janique. All right. Your perspective so, now. Uh, 
Miss Miss Tim Mrs. Timberlake. <laughs> why don't you share yes. with us your experience? Forever, my lady. Go ahead. Hey man. <laughs> you gonna catch this fade? <laughs> nah, I'm saying I'm saying that for y'all. No, I'm saying that for y'all to make oh, the move right. Come on, right. brother. Come on, oh, brother. Oh lord, crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, let's see. So growing up, I um. My mom uh, actually uh, did not perm, relax, put any chemical of any sort, uh, at least at that time that we knew. I'm pretty sure there was some sort of chemicals in the stuff that, you know, like the grease and cream Mm -hmm. in your hair. But uh, as far as a harsh chemical with relaxers, perms, uh, my mother did not do that. Uh, The hairdresser surprisingly told her, uh, she said, I don't advise that you put this in her hair because, again, once this happens or once you do put this in her hair, uh, she's going to have to come see me and yada, yada, yada. So my mom was just like, all right, so listen, um, I'm not going to do this. And per the request of the hairdresser, we're not going to do this, though. If you want straight hair, if you want curls in your hair, I got a straightening comb, I got a curling iron, we just going to make it happen with that and some grease. <laughs> so uh, pretty yeah. much that's that's how I grew up. Um, but it did come a time, I would probably say around close to middle school, going into high school, um, where it was a... Uh, 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 insecurity for me because definitely right. girls um well, i remember one of my best friends um she had a perm not only did she have a perm but she had a nice um color like some like highlights and i was just like man i'm not trying to do that with my hair and i remember going home and being like can i do this mom can i do this and she was like no sorry <laughs> and so you know right then mm. in that moment my mother told me she said listen uh when you turn 18 I will allow you to do whatever you want to do. You can get a perm, you can do highlights, you can get color, you can do whatever you want to do with your hair. But when you turn 18, which that means that you will be officially an adult and you will be out of my house, you can do that to your hair. And so, um, again, just kind of just going through these years of, of, of seeing my, you know, black sisters, I didn't really necessarily, um, growing up in Washington, D.C., I didn't really um, have too many other um races around me in a sense of you know whites or hispanics there Mm -hmm. were some but my really my influence was black people who got perms um so once uh i got into i want to say high school i think i like purchased like my first like wig because i was just like i'm done i really 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 want well not a wig i purchased a (laughs) clip-on Yes, the good old ponytail <laughs> clip on. And I went Lit. to the beauty supply store, and the lady was like, let me just show you how to do it. And she showed me, and mm. that clip was my best friend until I revealed that it wasn't mine. And, <laughs> and Never looked like, back. Wait, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I ended up... Um, just throughout all of high school and then even going into college again it was hair pieces it was wigs like that was it and I really I really wasn't concerned at this point of getting a, a perm because I was like listen if I can put a wig on that can make me look like I have a perm then we good so I was not interested so once I actually turned 18 I did not get a perm so I guess I can officially say for all I guess I should reveal my age. 31 years, I have been... You could have just said all your life, but you you did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not editing it out, so it's, it's the world knows it now, but go ahead. The, right, the world knows now. Um, but yeah, so yeah. at 31, I have been um, completely natural. Um, and I do, I honestly, I think, uh, I know the hairdresser, shout out to Tracy, but I, I think the hairdresser for really just giving my mother wisdom, um, obviously she knew something was not right with giving little girls perm, perms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just really think my mother for just really... Um, really just 
just saying like keeping at it saying no like you're gonna have to figure out another way you're gonna have to like what you have been given and I even remember um a story that my mom even told me she was just like I wish my mother didn't put a perm in my hair because she was like right. honestly I really miss the grade of my hair and she was like you have my exact grade of hair when I was a small girl um until my mom put mm-hmm. a perm in my hair and so I, I again like just really being able to to get that um just that affirmation of liking yourself like being okay and really embracing what you have um and not right. being now at the age of 31 saying i regret or you know be so again when people ask me about the big chop why did i do the big chop i didn't have to really do anything I, again i just i did it because you know i just wanted to it was the thing again natural hair just kind of just started being the thing and i was just like i'm just gonna do it like why not so um yeah so i mean that was pretty much my my, my story like growing up and, and where i am today as my husband would love for me to um embrace every single day um as a natural hair goddess uh mm-hmm. i Come told on. him straight up i said listen <laughs> I there's going to be days where I will wear my natural hair and there's going to be days that I'm just going to slap a wig on my hair. <laughs> and, and the reason a lot of that is I you know I'm 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 just going to say it I'm lazy. Um you know I do I am a teacher and so to I know that just like with some of the previous with the emails it takes time like let me tell you y'all may fantasize over these beautiful natural hair goddesses but let me tell you like don't don't get it twisted nice youtube editing it's great because you look in and you're like oh and actually this summer i did a um a crochet braid installment uh with like marley hair i was up it, I like it took me like ten hours to do my hair, and I was just wow. like, I'm on the phone with him. And I'm on, I'm just we're on Skype. You like he's still still doing your hair. I'm like, yep. So <laughs> and but, I know people but, probably, but we do appreciate it when it's done, though. No, I no, I'm not saying that. The but understand that it it, it does. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's an art. Like seriously, like it's it, it it's an art and it's a beautiful art. And if you are someone True. that just enjoys being just being just sitting and doing hair to more power to you but i know i am a kind of like a pick up and go i gotta go i gotta go i'm just always on the go um so again when i'm able to sit down and be like i'm gonna just do this um then i do it but you know normally my hair definitely is in a protective style um you know wigs is is definitely my my thing Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) oh like tell how it is yeah, yeah, no, it is. And, and that's why I said, you know, for, for anyone that's in on this journey or even someone that may be, you know, um, saying like, well, is this for me? Again, I go going back to what you said. It is it is for everyone. Um, but just, you know, be patient for sure. Just like someone else mm-hmm. said. And, and just really just it's it's a journey just understand that it is a journey and that you're about to embark on a journey and understand that everybody's journey is not the exact same and so i think that that's also the conversation that's missing in the natural hair community too is um i know when i used to go to even some meetups uh you know again girls used to just look at each other's hair and be like oh how did you obtain that look or how what products did you use well i'm sorry but the same products on me is not going to be the same products on you why because our textures of our hair is very different our the lengths of our hair are very different so my process is going to be a little bit longer than your process my hair is a little bit coarser so this is going to happen so again it's a Mm -hmm. it's an individual journey for everybody just like just as god has created us in our own our very dna we have all our own journey so point blank period and i think that if you are ready to embark on that journey um then by all means go for it but understand there's just going to be moments where and even 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 coming to a point i'll even say this keeping it real funky like even at a point where you're going to have people that again from corporate america i mean there's multiple women that I've, I've i've heard i haven't necessarily dealt with this in a sense but at the end of the day there's probably a lot of the uh caucasian people that are very afraid to approach and say what are you doing with your hair or i don't like what True. you're doing with your hair uh, many of them are just uh, just is 
uh, how can I put this? They're they're fanatics, really, on the inside. Uh, but and it's probably just it's more it's more with that because think about it. This is another conversation that I don't normally hear, and and this is no disrespect to any of my Caucasian sisters. Right, right, um, right. But we can do so much with our hair that white people cannot do. Just keeping it true. It, it just, and we need to realize it, that. And so, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, yes, they're they are like, oh, how did you whatever, or they are taken back because they're just like, well, wait, how does she have a silky Peruvian look, you know, hair all mm-hmm. the way down her, and now now she's got a straight up afro with a pick. Like, what's going on? Um, you know, and I have a coworker that wears straight up a pick. Um, uh, I'm not a pick. I'm sorry. An afro on the job. She's just like, this is me. This is who I am. Love me or hate me. I don't care. I'm. I don't. I don't arrive here at the job to please anybody. Um, and I honestly yeah. think that if at the end of the day, if she was asked to to do something with her hair, she would probably leave. So, but anyway, um, so yeah. So I, I, I again, I, I, I do. I love the journey, and I think that a lot of times it is a love hate thing, and uh, sometimes we just went through it last week where I was just like, "Woo, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my feeling myself." Like, oh, just, just it was awesome. And then it was like we on Sunday. I was just like, "What's going on?" See, this is why I don't wear my hair. And he was like, "Okay." okay. And I was like, "Your hair look good to me." What you talking about? Right. And so, and, and, of course, and the man gonna say goes, that. that even, <laughs> and even with that, again, even looking at what I think is acceptable, where does that come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's even yeah, a exactly. question to even ask our very own selves as women. Society, that man. Are, that is, you know, that's embracing, excuse me, this journey. It's like, if we are looking at ourselves and saying, ugh. I don't like this or uh, this doesn't look presentable, you know, because that's my thing. I, I am very big on that. Like, you know, I have to look presentable. But then my husband was like, well, what is your definition of presentable? Because, again, exactly. you know, what you are in whatever is going on in your head or whatever the thinking is or whatever your experiences have been of acceptance of yourself, of your hair what that's that's what's coming out of what you think presentable really is you know so it's it's something that we have to definitely think about um at at at, at, with everything um but especially just with this with this journey so yeah i mean that's kind of where that's my story and where i am and today okay (laughs) i love it man so since we have uh my number one nhg here um live (laughs) and in the flesh um, Word. let's, let's do some, some Q and A. Um, and I, I'll start it off. Um, do you think that some of the products that we have used, and this is men and women, um, mm-hmm. we've kind of had this conversation offline, but, um, as we were discussing just, um, uh, different products for natural hair, yeah. um, I brought up, you know, like the wave greases that the brothers use. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't really know what's in that stuff. We just know that it's supposed to give us a wavy effect. Um, But what kind of things should we, in your opinion, um, be avoiding putting in our hair? What should we avoid putting in our hair? Uh, So, I would say um, anything with, with, like, color. So, if you see anything with, like, red dye 40 um, certain alcohols, um, uh, mineral oils, uh, we should mm-hmm. really, uh, to as, as, uh, as much extent as possible, stay to, to natural, uh, resources, your coconut oils, your olive oils, your macadamia nut oil, um, your sesame oil, actually, avocado oil, grapeseed oil. This is what I will say. And this will, this honestly just kind of answers this whole question. If you cannot internally take this very product and swallow it and let it in, like digest and ingest into your system, don't put it on your hair. Point blank period. That's, that's you smart. Know? I never thought about that. And then the reason yeah. for that is because we, again, just like I said a little bit earlier about 
you know, the, the what, what chemicals are actually in perms and relaxers, you know, those things go into, okay, into the, the actual brain, right? And they affect things. But, you know, a lot of people don't understand that a lot of these chemicals are, are affecting just so much more, the reproduction system. Like, oh, right. well, how does right. something from my hair get all the way down there? Easily. Anywhere you have open pores, anywhere that you, it gets through and it travels through the whole body. Okay. It goes into the bloodstream. So again, I would just say, you know, anything that you really cannot internally ingest or, you know, take daily, I wouldn't necessarily agree with putting on, uh, on your actual hair. Um, you know, we have a couple of, we have a, a couple of very good companies that have integrity. Um, a lot of people, and we were talking about this a little bit, a lot of people start off with creating and making products in their kitchen, right? With using these natural products. And unfortunately I would say, um, and this is something that even just a part of my very own journey, um, mm-hmm. I recognize that, um, there were certain products that were so that were marked as natural, but then as I actually um, uh, became friends with uh, a company, and they were saying like, no, like look at these products. We're telling you that this is not this is not natural. This is why your hair is drying out. This is why you know look at the alcohol content that's in here. You know, and so right. so you got to be careful even with a lot of these companies that are promoting natural. It's it's a lot of it is not really natural. It does not belong on our hair so what's a lot of what's really going on is that you just have people now that are out for profit um and so it, and they it, know certain tags like natural absolutely help push sales absolutely and you can apply yeah. this to anything you can apply this to food mm-hmm. as well things yeah. being labeled yeah. as gluten-free non-gmo or whatever yeah, it's a lot, man. If you pay attention mm-hmm. to them labels, man, and it, the piggyback on what uh, Janita said, it's crazy because uh, Tristan Walker, the owner of Bevel, whatever, mm-hmm. he's actually interested in making a ladies' line, right? He was talking about it on some podcasts, and he was saying they did research, and a lot of this creamy crack perms it leads to miscarriages. They did a research on it, mm-hmm. and a lot of mm-hmm. perms they put in their hair it leads to miscarriages. I was like, wow, like, yeah. like a lot of the stuff you put through your hair and then in your scalp. It goes through your body and it really affects you eternally, right? And we're thinking it's helping us, but it's really not. So as Janique just said, um, it's very important, man. And it, the whole eat, I'm going to start eating my wave grease. You know, if I can't digest it, it's, <laughs> I know I know it's a problem. Like, you know what I mean? So it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I was going to also say, and equally to that, what you actually put in right into your body because a lot of times we think that oh product uh this will magically this oil will grow my hair no there's nothing that will magically grow your hair i'm sorry let's debunk that idea all the way you have to put in good right in order for it to come and you think about it you know our hair if we think about it as let's just think about it as as just a, a seed when a seed is planted right um, what do you have to do? You have to water it. There's, there has to be hydration. Right. You have to give it nutrients for it in order to very much grow. So, you know, our bodies are made up of what, how many percent, how, what's the percentage of, of, of water? I our body, 75%. right? 75%, 75%, right? Yeah. Exactly. So we think, Oh, putting it on top of it is great. Well, no, you have to, it has to go in, right? So we should be drinking, you know, our 120 ounces of water. Like, no, nothing less. A day. Like, a day. Like, just that's just what it is. And you know? we've been told for years it was eight, eight cups, which is eight, eight ounces. Right. Which is really just 64 ounces of water. Well short of 120. Absolutely. You know, right. so we need to be doing, we, uh, avocados, great. Like, a woman should have, be having an avocado a day. Point blank here. And that, again, that helps with hair. And you, and you can do natural hair masses with that. You can actually do a facial mask with that. So, again, right. thinking about, like, these things going in, all right, look, I can look, I can do a mask on my hair, on my face, and I can sit back and eat it. Like, that's beautiful. Like, Word. you're like, okay, God, like, you're awesome that you created this, right? So, um, yeah. 
So, you know, again, th those things are, are very much so important. Cucumber, uh, definitely your berries, your blackberries, your blueberries. Those are all essential to hair growth. All essential mm -hmm. to hair growth. You'd be Silica. amazed, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, this food. It's something that a lot of um, uh, beautiful queens, black queens don't know. Sea moss. Sea moss. Girls, huh. get you some sea moss, okay? Great. You've got sea uh, moss has 92 minerals out of the 102 that we basically need. Okay, so 92. Nice. So you whip you up some some you can you can actually put this in your hair. You can again you can actually ingest it. But man, sea moss sea moss is is really really slept on. A lot of people a lot of people don't really know um, about sea moss. So yeah. Wow. So yeah, we, we gotta if you as far as sea moss, pretty much you can go to any uh, international market and get sea moss. Um, they'll have it in a bag. What what it's going to look like? It just it looks like kind of like veins, and it's going to have pretty much sand and salt from the ocean. So um, you can get it yeah, from. Man. There's probably certain um, like uh, what do you call it? Like live markets, like uh, far farmers markets that actually farmers carries markets, them as yeah. well. Yeah, but if not, you can also order it online. Go to Amazon, and you can just order it online. Y'all check that out, man. We gotta get Sister Janika on podcast because this knowledge, like, <laughs> we gotta we gotta set up our own podcast with veganism and natural hair, just quote hand in hand, like. Right. <laughs> um, and, and also, this is just a kind of a reflection as we were talking about perms earlier like i remember um seeing like my cousins and my sisters um getting perms and like being warned like okay you gotta wash that out soon or it's gonna start burning mm -hmm. <laughs> um like why did we ever think as a people that that was okay mm. that something that could burn us and hurt us was good for us yeah yeah, man. It's crazy because I used to get the wave kits in my head, the perm wave kits. Like, true story. I used to put, I used to put those in my head. I got pictures, you know, to get my waves like super spinning, which is crazy. I was young in high school. But the top of the perm used to get on the tip of the top of my ears. The tip of my ears used to be burning. I put it in wrong. So it's to burn my head, burn the tip of my ears. You know what I mean? And I had like a shag in the back because my hair was too long when I put it in. So it was like a little wave kit, perm, whatever. Nah, I got pictures. I'm putting the pictures up. We got the file. But, um, yeah, and as a man, even as men, we get these wave kits and all this to reach a certain thing, and it's hurting us. As Tony was saying, these wave greases, you know, it's not just with a woman. It's us as black people. We got to look at what, like Sister Nietzsche said, look at the ingredients, look at these chemicals, look at what we're doing to ourselves, man. And you'd be surprised at what all this fruit, all this natural resources around us would do to our hair. It really can help us if we really looked and researched and took the time out to do it. I ain't going to lie, that, too, when... Uh when, she, when wifey was talking about you need uh, to eat berries and stuff, I thought about Akeem and coming to America when he went to the barbershop. It was like, <laughs> what you got, ultra perm? He's like, nah, Word. just berries and juices. He's like... Berries oh. and juices. <laughs> well, Eddie Murphy was dropping keys in the 80s. No, he was, man. It's a, I mean, yeah. It, man, we could do this. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's real, though. I mean, so basically the gist of this, right? Basically, a couple key points. Good hair is healthy hair. That's good hair, right? Good hair is healthy Absolutely. hair, number one. Right? It ain't no such thing as white, black, good hair. Good hair is healthy hair, right? And number two, you know, um, I've got the point we was making. Um, yeah, all, all textural, natural textures should be appreciated. What uh, natural curl patterns? All natural curl patterns matter. You know, as Eric said, they all matter, man. And as Sister Janique was saying, each style is unique. Each person is unique. And not just with a hair, but it comes down to beauty, personality. So definitely your hair is going to be different. So what's another next person said? May not be your journey, right? But natural hair is for everyone. Hair maintenance may not be, but natural hair, it's for you, right? But it takes a lot of patience, as Jenny was saying. Um, it takes a lot of uh, dedication. It takes a lot of research and willingness to do it, right? And self-love. And, and people grow at their own journey also. Everybody's not going to be like... Big chop, I'm ready, and wearing it in the public. It takes time with certain people, as she was saying. You know, um, so I think that's important to touch on. Um, any final thoughts from you, uh, Sister Janika Tony, before we uh, close out? So that was mine. So you all can. <laughs> Anything from you? Nah, I think I think uh, I think the the world's heard me my voice enough for the evening. <laughs> okay, she done so um, I'm just gonna wrap up. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Tones. Shout out to the NHGs. Um, I we didn't love y'all, man. This. We love y'all. 
I didn't say this earlier, but you can follow this show at Two Two Tones on Twitter. It's the number two, the word two tones. That's the number two, T W O T O N E S. You can follow mm-hmm. me at Tony Timberlake three. You can follow Tony Lee at T O N T O N Y L W E underscore. And where can they yeah, follow already. you at? Uh, well, I actually just started a um, new Instagram page, so not much is up yet, but uh, you all can follow me at The Lifestyle Shift on Instagram at The Lifestyle Shift. Um, pretty much that's my main handle. Uh, pretty much that's my main handle. So again, it's at The Lifestyle Shift, T H E L I F S T Y L E. S-H-I-F-T. So, yep. Yep. So, it's been another episode of Two Tones with the NHG. <laughs> um, and shout out to the NHGs and the NHPs. Worldwide. Yes. Worldwide. And, and aren't you guys starting the... Uh... Yes, we will have an account for NHGs and NHPs. We will keep you posted on that. And don't forget, don't worry, ladies. We're going to shout out the NHKs, which is the Natural Head Kings. <laughs> all right. Because right. there's a lot of natural <laughs> men out here, too. And no worries. No, real talk. Yeah, it yes. all matters, man. Um, All of y'all, we thank the emailers for sending y'all emails in. And we appreciate y'all for reaching out to us and staying connected to us. And keep listening to Two Tones. We do appreciate y'all. Um, we got great things coming, God willing. You know, and it's just been another show. And I hope y'all really soaked up a lot of the information from Sister Janique. Um, and from Tony and I, it was a dope show. We appreciate it. You know, and shout out to the NHGs, even those who aren't. We love you too, but we just shed a light on this. It needs to be shed. You understand what I'm saying? Um, so all curl patterns it, matter. All curl patterns matter, man. Um, black power, even though Cam lost. Black Panthers, we ain't here. <laughs> oh my God. We, we we still here though. But um, another episode of Two Tones. We signing out, squad.